Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us. This is Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. And we have a rare privilege to be with Dr. Novotny, the founder of the PARBA method, P-A-B-R, for those who are interested. And she's going to help us understand our physiological pain and how that's creating psychological pain. We're going to unpack it. She's going to give us at least three tips. So stay to the end on how to help heal your body, get it back in right alignment. So you're not walking around with chronic pain. And this is why it matters that it's coming from Dr. Novotny. She is the founder of the Parva Institute with the mission to provide pain, stress, and anxiety relief to those who seek a naturalistic form of treatment when other treatment methods have fallen short. And I as a psychologist, I see a lot that we are self-medicating and we are popping Advil and Tylenol constantly. And there is a cost. It's fine occasionally, but if we stay in those habits, that's a lot for our liver, kidney, all of our systems have to detox from that. So we're excited to have a naturalistic way to help the body align and restore its own ability to heal and function properly. Her unique approach comes from her experience serving a wide range of patients patients over the past 13 years. Uh, her background in orthopedics, sports, geriatrics, balance disorders, nerve injuries, and most recently chronic pain influences from coursework at the Postural Restoration Institute gave her the foundation to develop this treatment method to address a wide variety of painful and restrictive conditions. Her methods have helped countless people reduce and eliminate pain, stress, anxiety, orthopedic surgeries, that's huge, sleep issues, and the need for medication. She co-authored two of Amazon number one best-selling books, Don't Quit, Stories of Perseverance and Courage and Faith, and Success Habits and Super Achievers, which share her journey on how and why she developed the Parber Method. Her ability to speak French and Spanish has allowed her to communicate with and help a variety of clients all over the world, including France, Mexico, Central America, and South America. And the last we checked, we have at least 100 countries that are watching and subscribing and part of our Unlock community. So hello to everybody international. We love you so much. And she has personally run 40 plus marathons, 10 ultra marathons, which off camera, she was having to explain how many little miles those feet had to take her, including two 100 milers completing an Iron, Iron Man triathlon, which I can't even fathom. And you guys, she has photographed wildlife and landscape, including getting a gallery show from her photos in Antarctica. Not every day in the two truths and a lie game do you get to say, I photographed in Antarctica. That's amazing. Several of her images being chosen as photos of the day, most notably National Geographic, your shot world top photo of the day. And you can visit her photography at amysimpressions.com to see more of her unique work. So when they say someone is a Renaissance individual. I think you meet that criteria, Dr. Amy. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, Dr. Crawford. It's such a pleasure to be here. And 
I've just been curious about life and fascinated and I let it take me wherever it wants to go. So <laughs> there it. you go. Obviously, including Antarctica and all over the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what is your story? How did you get into this and how are we going to help unlock others so they're not living with chronic pain? Yeah, absolutely. And this will tie into kind of the marathon training. Mm. So I started my career in the doctorate of physical therapy but I realized I was helping people at one level, but I wasn't really reaching them on multiple levels. And it, some of the teachings that I learned from that program didn't really help people. And sometimes people are worse, especially in the chronic pain yeah. um, scenario. And that, that really bothered me. Like I went through all this training and what I was taught and what I was doing with people, they weren't getting better. That that really impacted me. And at the same time, I was training to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And I was running on the treadmill for eight miles, three times a week. And I had the, the typical, you know, the chronic little aches and pains, piriformis syndrome, different things that endurance runners or triathletes would have. You had it and you're constantly managing it. Mm. I was like, there has to be something different. Like, this can't be the answer. Humans are built. If they want to run a long distance, they are built to do that. And so I started studying with the Postural Restoration Institute, which allowed me to look at things differently. Hmm. But that was still not the answer for me. It's like, there has to be more. And so I started playing with my body position. And I use the word position, not posture, hmm. because I played with my rib cage position and my breathing mechanics. So not breath work in the traditional sense either, but the actual mechanics. And luckily I had that anatomy physiology background to help me play with it. So I'm on this treadmill running. And when I changed things a certain way, it was like, you know, the cartoon, the coyote and the roadrunner uh-huh. where the, where the roadrunner is just running and his body is just like floating in thin air, but the legs are moving. That's yeah. literally what I felt like. And I just felt like my legs all of a sudden could just move and they were just free like wait a second why are they so free all this all the tightness went away aches pains I got off the treadmill after eight miles and it felt like I didn't even run I didn't have to stretch I didn't have to foam roll I didn't have to scrape all these things that I was telling people to do or I was doing to them I just stopped doing it and the next marathon I ran I dropped seven minutes off my time one after that another seven minutes I blew through the qualifying marks for Boston and I'm like a Joe Schmo person I didn't have a running background in when I was a kid or in high school or anything like that. But what I realized during this process was I was learning how to calm down that fight or flight nervous mm-hmm. system. And that truly changed my whole career, my whole path, my whole purpose in life. Because once I realized that I could do that and get myself out of a chronic pain, I'm like, okay, wait, how do I put this into a process and how do I help more people? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly what I did and developing this method, I call it the PABR method, stands for pain, awareness, breathing, relief. Mm -hmm. I was able to start helping people in ways that others couldn't. And that led people to flying in from around the country to help me. It took me to Antarctica, doctors started coming to see me, people that had tried everything else started coming to see me. And eventually I was hired to travel around the world with a elderly photographer to keep him out of a knee replacement surgery and an acute rotator cuff biceps tear Mm. surgery. 
And we did that. And it, that's how I ended up going around the world. And when I came back, I started my own practice, business, you know, method. And here we are today. That's amazing. So what are some tips or what are things that we're doing wrong that we don't know? Maybe let's start there. Yeah. And so one of the things that we talk to people about is what we're taught as a kid by well-intentioned people Mm -hmm. often leads us into a problem of we're in fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. then I just want, want to break it down a little bit. So if we think about, there's something called your autonomic nervous system mm-hmm. and there's, there's three components to it, but typically we cover two, the parasympathetic relaxation, the, the sympathetic fight or flight mode. Ideally, we would like to be in this parasympathetic relaxation. Most of our awake and sleeping hours and then spike up into sympathetic fight flight and then come back down. That unfortunately doesn't help in, happen in our society. And we're taught from a very young age, suck up your gut, stand up tall, sit up tall, sit on the edge of your chair, pull your shoulders back, let your chest come out, flatten your back, be this person that is this rigid soldier, like Superman. And so we're taught that and our body, unfortunately, is designed that when you pull your shoulders back, stick out your chest, and you start to use the muscles along your spine, they compress on that fight or flight nervous system. And now your body gets the signal, be on high alert, mm. be on hypervigilant mode. That makes sense. And, and you can tell when we do this all the time, think about it. When you're really tired and sleeping, you, you stretch you throw your arms back, you throw your chest forward to kick in your back muscles, stretch your front, and that kicks in your fight or flight nervous system, wakes you up. Hmm. Animals do it too. Think about cats, dogs, tigers, lions, animals like that. They curl up in a ball, they're resting. Then when they need to get up, they stretch and then they go chase or play mm-hmm. or whatever they're going to do. Yeah. So our nervous system is designed to be in relaxation mode, but periodically spike. But if we're telling ourselves, suck up your gut, try to have that skinny waistline, pull your shoulders back, you're telling yourself to be in this hypervigilant, high alert, high stress Mm -hmm. mode, as long as you're standing, sitting, or existing that way. And that leads, that builds up over time. When you start listening to your parents or your gym teachers or your your drama teachers, your speech and debate, your or military, military, exactly. Mm -hmm. All of those performing arts, you're putting yourself in that fight or flight mode. One of the worst, and I say this, I love gymnastics, but one of the things I see with so many gymnasts that are older Mm. is the chronic pain and the, the stress, the anxiety that exists in them because they're taught this posture and they're not allowed to move from it. And they that's all they know in existence now. Yeah. And you, and there's a, there's a whole explanation of how the body shifts that leads to chronic pain just because you're sucking up your gut, pulling your shoulders back. So that's, that's one big thing. I beg people, let your gut go, let yourself have that belly. I know it doesn't look pretty. Your digestive tract will thank you for it because now you have space for your digestive tract to allow for peristalsis and nutrient absorption and breakdown of waste products. 
your rib cage can drop down so your breathing improves. There's so many reasons why not to suck up your gut. Hmm. So the Spanx and girdle and all of that <laughs> may impact digestion and absorption. I would have never thought of that. Well, if you think about it, our digestive tract is supposed to contract and relax. Peristalsis is pushes things through. Your digestive tract, in order to absorb things, nutrients, it needs to have space for all those little hairs along your tract to be able to absorb. It needs to be able to expand and stretch. If you have something like a corset contracting your midsection, you're taking away space for it to be able to do its work. Fascinating. And when you do that, you're shoving your rib cage up, which is going to affect how you support your diaphragm. It makes you harder for you to use your diaphragm. So your breathing gets impacted. And now you have to breathe using your rib cage, lifting up and all these other muscles, accessory muscles, hmm. which further sends your nervous system into fight or flight mode and further puts you on high alert. You have tension throughout your body hormone, chemicals, all that changes. And other stressors, mental, emotional stressors are perceived at a greater danger, all because you sucked your gut up and in your, your, your rib cage went up. Fascinating. How many things we do to try to be healthy or trim or take care of ourselves, but without a full knowledge and picture of the ramifications like all of these waist trainers and trying to get you to sweat and be miserable and uncomfortable so that you don't enjoy eating. Um, you're actually putting yourself in a stress response, which we know would cause your body to actually, you know, hoard those calories instead of digest and eliminate and get the benefit of any of the nutrients. How fascinating that it's so counterintuitive. It is. And I will say it is a struggle for people to shift out of it. And once you let your belly button relax a little bit and you feel your rib cage drop down and you learn this specific breathing process that I teach where you exhale and the belly relaxes instead of contracts, when you can feel that and you just feel this wave of relaxation go through you, it's truly phenomenal. And yesterday I was leading a group and the lady said that she started practicing. She said she slept the best she has in mm. years that she actually slept eight hours and conked out. And she, she was describing how vulnerable she felt when she mm. let her belly relax out because we get so ashamed, you know, if we're eating a little bit too much or not the right things. And we have some belly fat, we get really ashamed at looking at it but the relief she felt in the ability for her to sleep, guess what? She won't be as hungry because one of the biggest factors in weight gain is not getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And so she was able to sleep. So now she can start to shift how she feels. She's going to be less stressed, which you just mentioned stress and weight gain are correlated. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of body changes that can happen now for her just because she changed her position, she learned how to breathe differently, and now her body feels better. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it's worth mentioning the introject, which just means we take in those people that observe us and watch us and critique and give feedback. And so I know for myself, I always grew up with put your shoulders back, hold your stomach in. Um, that's like confident posture and it's so important. And so we don't need those people to be in our life anymore presently in this moment for my inner world to still be dictating that to me. So how many of us are walking around and we're like, I'm not stressed, I'm fine. This is my everyday normal life. And yet our inner world, that inner dictator, that inner critic is constantly observing us. And so we feel the pressure and weight and responsibility to be perfect image impression management of what people are seeing and thinking about us based on the external, rather than being really affirmed of who we are. And I'm safe, I'm known, I'm valuable just as I am. So I love the physiological work coupled with the psychology of saying I'm safe, I'm known, I'm enough. I've worked for years on just telling myself in all these different ways that the root belief ended up actually just being, I didn't believe I was enough. And so then I was always trying to change my body or fix something or do some other technique to make myself better. And yet our body is carrying the brunt and the stress and the strain. And then the ripple effect of not feeling good, not getting quality sleep. We're keeping that autonomic nervous system active. So then we're not going into deep sleep um, in the later uh, REM cycle of sleep. And so there's so many parts that are inter interacting with one another. So I love what Dr. Amy is sharing. And would you just walk us through some of those techniques, whether it's the deep breath or body posture that you think would be beneficial to us. Absolutely. And one thing I want to just kind of add in kind of to go on with you is you mentioned the word safe. Mm -hmm. And this will tie into going through some tips. If our physical body does not feel safe, mm -hmm. that's where we have problems. And that's where all these things that you just mentioned really come into play. Mm -hmm. And so I, this will tie into everything here. So when we sit, like if, if you're listening right now and you're sitting, sit on the edge of your chair, arch your back, stick out your chest, suck in your gut. Do you feel safe in your body right now? Or do you feel on high alert? Most people will describe they're like on the edge of their chair. They're ready to jump at whatever they need to jump mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. Now, if you switch that, you sit all the way back in your chair, you let your low back touch the chair back, let your tailbone curl under you just a little bit. And you're going to, you may feel like you're slouching. Your feet are flat on the ground. Ideally your knees at the level of your hips are slightly higher. Then let your, and most people, the chairs are too tall. So sometimes that means putting a book under your feet. And then let your belly out and relax back into the chair. You'll feel a shift in your body, most likely. There are a couple cases where someone's low back curvature is extremely strong that you have to put in a little bit of support there. But for most people, they don't need that lumbar support. And when they sit back and you let your belly spill out so that your breastbone can just melt in, your ribs can drop down, all of a sudden your body is like, oh, I can let go. I can feel safe. I can let the chair do what it's designed to do, which is support me in this position. 
instead of the chair being an exercise where I feel like I'm sitting on a tack and I'm ready to pounce out of it as soon as quick as possible. So if I can now let the chair be a supportive surface and I can let my belly go, already my breathing mechanics can start to change. But now my energy is not going towards holding my body in a hypervigilant load, but I can now let it focus on being creative, imagining things, focusing on a couple different tasks, all those executive functions that we want. Now I can let that happen because now my energy is not being diverted to keeping myself in fight or flight mode. And you can use this, if you're a speaker, you can use this to change the energy of the world, of the room as well. So you can go high energy, stick your chest out, but then you can pull yourself back, let your chest drop in, let your rib cage drop down so the shoulders drop down. And I can see even right now, Dr. Crawford, that's happening with you mm-hmm. as we're on video be- because you can just change the energy. And you can still have high energy, but you can have a high energy that's calm where you draw people in instead of maybe more chaotic energy, but sometimes that's needed. If you're trying to rally the troops to take action, absolutely. Chest out, shoulders back, get those people moving. But (laughs) during the daytime, where you want your energy to last all day long and show up in a way where you can have that concentration, we can change our body to decrease the stress to allow ourselves to shift out of it. And now when we start to learn to breathe differently, we can breathe in the nose. You pause a second, you blow out through the mouth and let your chest melt in, let your belly spill out. That further allows you to calm your nervous system. And there's a whole process to it, but this is like the basic steps where you get your body in a position that changes your breathing mechanics to allow yourself to calm down. And when that happens, you can start to shift. And as if you're practicing this breathing right now, as I'm talking about it, take note, if you feel your rib cage lift up on the inhale, that's a sign that you're breathing a little bit in fight or flight mode that you don't know how to truly access the diaphragm yet. And that's okay because there's a process to learning how to do that. But our idea of inhalation is so tied to lifting up our ribs because we're taught that as a kid that we don't know how to perceive it where the ribs, lower ribs stay down. And then you use your diaphragm to drop down to draw air in. It's even more soothing. So there are different levels of how soothing you wanna get yourself. But the key is you wanna tie it to your body position and your breathing mechanics. And the pairing of those two, when they come together, that's where the magic is. Because that magic can teach you how to calm your stresses in just a few seconds. It can teach you how to get out of chronic pain. It can teach you how to decrease insomnia or get rid of it how to get out of major orthopedic surgeries. This is the process that I used to help that photographer when I was traveling around the world with him and, and his partner, how to get out of an arthritic knee replacement surgery. He didn't have to have it. 
because so much of our pains and aches are stresses that are built up that have caused a physiological change in our body. And we didn't even know that was happening. And our body just goes into this guarded state mm-hmm. and it forgets how to let go. That's good. Yeah. So for those who are trying to focus, I love the part where you said we want to uh, maintain our energy throughout the day. And if there's times to be on, there's times to put the shoulders back, be in the Superman, feel confident, charge the hill metaphorically. But there's also times to now regenerate, rebuild our energy reserves, let the body come into a parasympathetic, which is just a fancy term for the body coming back into healing, resting, digesting for all those dieters out there. You really want your body to be in a digestive state. Uh, So for instance, if you just eat something and now you feel the tension, the guilt of regret of like, oh no, I shouldn't have eaten that. You're actually putting your body in a state of stress. You're tensing, everything gets uh, more tense and that cortisol actually does create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Your body does struggle more to digest versus I love what Dr. Amy is sharing with us of loving and honoring, not living in regret, blessing your digestive system, body, you're doing a great job. Thank you for digesting this. I'm safe, allowing that tummy to just expand, have space to move that food down. Now we're in a state of rest and digest, and then we get the nutrients, the minerals we can benefit. And I love the part about sleep. So could you speak a little bit more about how to prepare for that? Because it's everywhere. We all know the importance of quality, good sleep and not having insomnia when it's hard to fall asleep or waking up in the middle of the night where the body is kind of flush with this anxiety or just laying there, not able to sleep is literally the most miserable thing in the planet. So what are your thoughts on helping us have really good sleep? So our body comes into that parasympathetic rest state. Sure. So there are a lot of tips out there and there's a great book out there called why we sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. If you haven't read it, truly recommend it. I'll cover some of his tips, but I also want to cover something that is often not mentioned. So first thing is get outside as quickly as possible. After you wake up, reset your circadian rhythm. If you do caffeine, you want to do it really early in the morning because it blocks a hormone called adenosine. And the adenosine, that hormone needs to build up throughout the day because it creates something called sleep pressure, which gives you the feeling of you need to sleep at night Mm -hmm. and caffeine blocks that. So you want to minimize, get rid of caffeine as much as possible. And then during the evening, of course, start to drop down lights, get rid of the blue lights, those types of things. But the one thing that I tell people is you want to train your nervous system on how to relax. If you are awake all day long and you are go, 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 and your body is in tense mode and the muscles are contracting throughout your body, you have just spent 16, 18 hours, something around there, where you're in tense mode and you have just trained your nervous system to tell your body to be on high alert. What happens then is just because you lie down and you close your eyeballs, it doesn't mean your body knows how to turn off. It continues that nervous system state because it has just been trained that way to stay on high alert. And that's where a lot of people have trouble going to sleep and even staying asleep is 
they may meditate to try to clear their mind, but the body is still ramped up and there's not that coherence between the body and the mind. And so we want to train the body by looking at your position and your breathing to calm you down periodically throughout the day. I say at least once when you wake up, at least before lunch, before dinner, and then before bed, where you practice this process, I call it the power method, where you learn to calm your nervous system down so that way you can get your body to shift and to accept and recognize resting relaxation. And it can truly help you fall asleep. I'll literally, I lay down, go one, two, and I'm out. And if I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or something startles me or something, I can practice this breathing positioning method and off I go back to sleep. And a lot of people use it all over the world now. And can you give us a teaser? I know we're getting a tip of the iceberg of all that you do, but is there anything that you can share? Sure. Yes. So that the breathing process that I mentioned a little bit earlier, where you blow out and your belly relaxes, the key with going to sleep is getting that breastbone to melt in. Like it's releasing all the pressure in your body, Mm -hmm. all the pressure of the world that's in your mind. And when you start to feel that breastbone truly let go, you feel your body just drifting and it just, it releases you just feel yourself start to flow and your body can go to sleep. I love that. Thank you so much. We want to have you back because I have to hear about these marathons and Ironman and 100 miler. I don't understand all the things, but thank you so much for being our guest. What's the best way for people to connect with you, Dr. Amy? Thanks for having me on, Dr. Crawford. Um, You can reach me through my website, paberinstitute.com. It's P-A-B-R institute.com. So we are absolutely talking marathon. So make sure to subscribe and stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to help you unlock your ability to do impossible feats as a normal person doing incredible things with Dr. Amy. Bye guys.